Welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redoctopus Cephalo Podcast. Part of the Inebriart Podcast Network. The only show where old is new, new is old, and so are we. I am your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and with me as always are my slimy cohorts, Boss Rush Mode, Kamehame! Oh, man, you peed it off there. You okay, Jonah, right? Under the weather? I'm only power level, like, minus two. It's definitely well under 9,000. Uh, Parasite Sven. I have never been this animated, you guys. This never. is the most animated I've this ever seen. This is the most seen. animated I've ever He's been. flailing crazy. You should see it. You should it's see his flailing. Really something to see. He should be at a car dealership right now, flailing. And Nintendo. Hi. Oh, uh, hi. 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 Toodaloo! <laughs> and that's it for today's episode. So, today's <laughs> episode... Bonus content! Bonus round! The actual rest <laughs> of the episode. This episode, I would like to present to you Back from the Dead Cartoons Come Back. So what I, what I thought for this episode would be fun is if we kind of all had a chance to voice our opinions about cartoons that we really loved back in the day that we wish would make a comeback either the original or if the show maybe had a revival but it didn't go as long as you'd wanted basically any excuse to bring back a cartoon show that you miss and you want more of because who doesn't want that everybody has those shows that you really feel fondly about and i would love to start this off with gargoyles because who doesn't love gargoyles people who haven't seen it people who haven't seen it that's it that's why, because if you see it, you'll love it. End of story. That's and it, it. And if you love it, you've seen it. And if you love it, you've seen it. That's so right. shut up. You want it back, don't you? So <laughs> shut up and listen to our podcast. Shut We're up and shut up and eat these words in your ears. <laughs> so I I think so, that it sounds so mean. So, I know. So forceful. Know. No, it's fine. So you're, you're supposed to be the nice one. I'm not. So anyway. Um, I really think that Gargoyles would be a great one to come back, especially because there's been a lot of talk of Jordan Peele wanting to do a Gargoyles movie uh, and Mm -hmm. that Disney has just sort of not been confident in the Gargoyles brand to actually fit anywhere in the current like Disney landscape of media because they're like, well, we have Star Wars and we have Marvel stuff and then we have all these Disney like classic remakes that we're doing of, you know, like the, the golden era movies. And they're just not sure if the target audience for Gargoyles is, is there for, for their current stuff. But I don't know. I, I really feel like there's always been a pretty you know diehard fan base for Gargoyles. And I think that Disney could seriously benefit from having something in like the kind of dark fantasy space. Um, True. You know, I think, I think a movie would be cool, but I would, I would love to see... You know, if if Jordan Peele did a a movie and then it kind of sparked interest in the brand again, if you had something come back on like the Disney subscription service that was akin to like the Castlevania anime, like something that was that level of you know care and attention put less into less f bombs, less swearing, yeah. obviously, <laughs> right. pretty much zero swearing, right. but 
more you know gritty dark that kind of content like disney doesn't really have that anywhere yeah. it's and, true right. and you know i think that that's one of those things that companies struggle with and i think that nintendo actually struggled with that for a while they Wait, didn't want to be struggled Nint- with this N- nintendo is pretty me. grim dark Not he's, he's gritty yeah. I, I, I fucking swear all the time yeah yeah he's <laughs> he's gritty as hell <laughs> he's, he's got gr- that shit down pat <laughs> he's gritty as shirt i sure do but Fuck. um I think Nintendo struggled with it for a while because they had so many properties that were like Kirby, Mario, you know, uh, more childish type stuff. Right, because and, their whole thing is they want to be like, like more of a family-oriented thing. Right. As opposed to like, you no, know, with the whole Mortal Kombat thing, like the first Mortal Kombat game to come out for the SNES, like there's no blood at all. Exactly. Unless you put in a code or something. Right. It was sweat. No, or, or, or the, the Genesis game, one had the code. That's the Super right. Nintendo yes. one didn't have the it code. Wasn't no. Was it right. just green or was it blue? It was, it was, sweat. It was white. It was like sweat. Yeah, it was like okay. sweat. Yeah. sweat. Yeah, but then they changed it with the second one. Like, okay, well... Screw right it. now, do it. now money, do and now money, you have yeah. now you have the Nintendo Switch with Mortal Kombat 11 on it, and you have Doom Resident and Evil and Doom and all these other games that are third yeah. party games that back in the day you would never see on on Nintendo. You would just right. never expect that. I mean, there right. was a Doom port on Super Nintendo, but still, like the the level of gore and stuff today is so much more visceral than back in the day. And mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, it's it's good for a company to <clears throat> embrace their different, you know, need to spread your wings. Yeah, out. They're, they're different audience members. So I think Gar- I think Gargoyles would be. Super great to come back. Yep. Um, I don't I agree. know. My my favorite was always Brooklyn. I don't know who your your guys is as favorite. Brooklyn was, was awesome. Yeah, Brooklyn was my favorite. Um, you know, I will say just as a little bit of a counterpoint. Not that I wouldn't love this. I would love this. I w- I love this property. Um, but what you're saying, like with them not being so sure, um, that's really why it failed in the beginning. Is because it really struggled to find an audience. Um, so there there is a big like cult audience for gargoyles like now. And even, you know, a few years after it was canceled. But when it was on... There are clans. Yeah, there are clans. <laughs> but at the time, it was it was uh, it struggled to find an audience because it was on at that, like, you know, afternoon, after kids get out of school sort of time slot. And, like, Disney afternoon sort of time slot. Uh, but it was more adult, and it was nothing like anything else and all the stuff. And that's why we all love it, and all the fans love it. But it didn't really have that big of an audience and and that makes a lot of sense for when it first came out because they were really going out on a limb you know and i I think a lot of the people who worked on um, batman the animated series or at least a handful worked on gargoyle so it had a very similar feel so you you more than likely i I didn't know that yeah it it is actually i just learned that i'm reading about the show Hmm. but it you're more likely to have audience members back in the day watching Gargoyles who were fans of things like Batman, not necessarily Disney stuff. It wasn't like, this is a property for fans of Disney. Right. Um, but yeah, for those who don't I'm gonna know... I'm going to go right from like the Jungle Book to Gargoyles. Right, yeah. exactly. It's like, it's whoa, not, that's right. a little not bit Not quite a, a seamless jump. A little yeah. cartoon whiplash there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for those who don't know, the original ran from 1994 to 97. Uh, it had three seasons, and it had a really absurd episode split of 13, 52, 13 for their episodes in season one, two, and three. Like, season two had 52 episodes, right. and the other ones had only 13. Are you serious? And it's funny because there's actually a handful of shows that that, that happened with, where the right. first season was like, we're not so sure, and then the second right. season, they're like, oh, no, people are into this. Let's yep. just make a ton. Right. Let's right. make a whole shitload. Right, right. Um, and I think, like, wasn't the third season like not considered canon I think so and the drawings yeah. like the Goliath Chronicles, Chronicles or something yeah. like that weren't the drawings yeah. like a lot worse uh, I don't mean I honestly I didn't see it so I have no idea yeah. I, yeah, I, I wanted I re- to see it but I it was never on they, TV they showed, when I could see it they showed some of it on TV but then they just stopped it's so weird it's really weird it was just it was just Goliath and Angela Huh, and none of the others. None of the others. Wow, I guess that I never saw it. And, and what they—they they were on a boat, and they just basically like just 
travel through time or something. I don't know. It's really I thought that bizarre. That was part of the second season. Oh, maybe. I'm pretty sure. I, that I was do actual... remember the boat time travel thing. I think that was that towards the end of season two. I want to say it was so, yeah. so long. Like it, it yeah, really. There was 52 whole freaking right. episodes. It, it could have been. That season. So it was a lot that, to take in. I think it was that leading up to the third season. Maybe, okay. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. So I mean. Definitely, you know, they it, it went on a roller coaster there because I bet mm-hmm. after the second season they realized, oh shoot, our viewing is not as much as we thought it right. was going to be. Let's make the third season way shorter. Right. right. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's at least one for me. That's a really big one. Um, yeah. I think Greg Wiseman should just be mentioned as the creator and uh, showrunner of that of that and other great cartoons as well. Totally. So, uh, yeah. Did the Spectacular Spider-Man, which is a pretty good show, and if the show were to come back, it better not come back, come back as gargoyles stoned and be like all like artsy, cutesy drawings, like in uh, Oh, like Cats Roar, like the Roar, yeah, making a comedy. Yeah. No, gargoyles gar- stoned no, is gargoyle like, stoned. That's like the regular show version. Trying to gargle water, it's not working out very well. <laughs> no, it was a pretty good water pipe. As a segue, another uh, great cartoon that Greg Wiseman uh, worked on, which is one of my favorite cartoons of all time, and actually really should be mentioned in this episode, is Young Justice, which actually oh, yeah. did get a cartoon comeback. It did. It did. So yeah. it's it's currently in its third season right now, or it, it maybe it's already concluded. Uh, you know, for subscribers of that DC Network, Netflix, whatever the hell. Which, frankly, um, from what I hear, yeah. that's why a lot of people subscribe to it is for that Young Justice season. Like, everyone yeah, I talk to who's Titans. on it. It's not Titans. It's, uh... Yeah. Although I've heard good things about Titans, actually. But, you know, whatever. That's neither here nor there. But, yeah, right. Young Justice. Robin's an edgelord now. He swears. It's all, it's all, it's, you know, it's, it's I tough. know, I know. Robin is ever, like, the adapting, uh relatable character for young <laughs> angsty teens mm-hmm. right but, uh, but yeah i mean that actually did come back which is very rare and very awesome and uh, i hope that they put it out on dvd because i will or blu-ray because i will buy the crap out of that because i love that shit yep. i know i mean i was i was really happy that uh, netflix put stranger things out on dvd because you mm-hmm. weren't sure because this is one of their selling points right like this is why people should subscribe is for original mm-hmm. content so if the if dc does that with young justice that would be fantastic if you yeah. put it on blu-ray it'll be available and if i want to i'll buy it. And that's <laughs> all I'll say for certain. No promises. That's Go my stance, and I'm bro. sticking to it. Uh, yeah. Now so, I'm gonna sit down. <laughs> now I'm gonna sit down. Well, actually, you're standing because you don't have a chair. You have a chair near you. I do, but I'm not using it at the moment. Chair, can you hear me? Um, yeah. So great, great twofer. Uh, another one for me, I think, is uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, that was a, a good show. There's a lot of classic Nicktoons, but that one for me was huge. That was like, that shit was the funniest stuff ever when I was a kid. And now it's way funnier because you have like so many inappropriate things like the Grim Reaper being named Peaches, the restaurant called the Choky Chicken. You have Rocco's stint as a phone sex operator. And then you have really, really big man and his nipples of truth that just like sucked onto people's eyes and just like, it was just like, <laughs> like this crazy, disgusting <laughs> friggin' shout out. And they just slam yeah, just, up people's heads in their eye holes. It's just so nasty. It's awesome. It was like a mini Reese's peanut butter cup smacking your eyeballs. Oh, oh it's your God. Yeah, yeah. There's a story there. Did they know already? Reese's have we ever talked to them about this? Uh, not, it's it's not, been covered a few times. Okay. Way 
way in the past, though. Okay. All right. Like, well, way in the past. Before. Plumb, the, plumb yeah. the depths, if we, you want to know. You know, I was, I've been thinking another another old chestnut that we really haven't worked into the podcast enough is Shabibin. We, we need more Shabibins. Shabibin! Oh, yeah, Shabibin. yes. We need more Shabibins in this podcast. You know, no I would love a resurrection of the Shabibin Man cartoon show that the game was based off, because <laughs> I never saw the original, so put it in my face. Uh, I want to see and it. Since we're put refi- it on your nipples, rub them on your put nipples, the, put and then the shoot nipples them on of vision apples. on my eyes. And since we planned on repurposing the Shabibin as a sandwich, I'm getting hungry. I know. Yes. yes. <laughs> no one knows what the hell we're talking we about. We still right don't now. know what's in a Shabibin. You don't need wish. to know what Shabibin is. You just got to say it. It's like an action word. Like when anything cool happens, like if it's, you're making an awesome sandwich, it's like, you're just like Shabibin. You know, that's right. it. Like the Emerald's Bam or something. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's the Retro Redoctopus's uh, Emerald's Bam. Yeah. Exactly. It's yep. the Retro. But I feel like we haven't really been pushing the Shabibin with we this have uh, We have Not at all. This podcast. We, we've dropped the Shabibal. But anyway, Aww. the Shabibin. Uh, Anywho, also, uh, you know, you, you had you had Rocco's neighbors, the big heads. Oh yeah, oh, Rocco oh, dear, yeah. love that. Oh. Yeah, so if they brought the show back, it would have to have the voice cast. Like, it, I I think so much of what you uh, you know attach to a show and everything like that is the people doing the characters. You have obviously the art style, which is unfortunately just gonna be different. You know, you're not gonna have these hand drawn cartoons anymore. I love the way they look forever more than the digital but i understand it's totally more expensive and, and whatever right. but you know the original cast you had uh, carlos Al- alas rocky as rocco you had tom kenny as heifer douglas lawrence osowski as oh Filbert. wow tom kenny was heifer so he's tom SpongeBob. kenny was heifer yeah so tom kenny has been in nick for so long yeah. and, and it's so funny going back to old shows he's like good always for there nick. good for <laughs> nick uh, uh yeah and so hey then no. charles adler is the guy who did both big heads Charlie Adler, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. yeah. So I mean, he actually did a uh, Busta Bunny on uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. And oh, like wow, that's funny. Oh uh, yeah. Speaking Sorry, of, speaking of take which, a drink. That that's that's another show that I think should come back. Is Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons that, was, that was great. Tiny Toon Adventure. Yeah, I I love that show. I know. I I mean, I liked, I liked the you know the original like. Looney Tunes. Wow, I could not think of that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, like I'm like big tunes. Oh, what the shit. fuck are they called? Ludic- ludicrous tunes. This oh, is why no. I can't go off script. Oh <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, tiny wacky tunes. draws. I don't know. <laughs> wacky draws. <laughs> <laughs> to call them draws because they are drawn. Because you draw them. <laughs> wacky draws. <laughs> I like that a lot. At least someone thought it was funny. <laughs> no one else, but hey, you know, thanks, thanks, it's, person. It, it's funny. It's not that funny, but it's funny. <laughs> that it's is funny. true. My daughter tells me that all the time. You can't tell me something is not as funny as I am finding it. Fuck off. I agree. <laughs> I, I I agree to disagree. Um, but yeah, so Tiny Tunes is a great one. Yeah, uh, for sure. That that show I watched way more than Looney Tunes. Yep, I did too. You know, Tiny Toons um, is on Hulu randomly, the whole oh, really? series. Oh, and wow. um, I watched it with, uh, with Dr. Matteo, my, my little one. Um, like last year, we were watching it, and we got, you know, we watched about 15 or so episodes before, you know, that, that was kind of like enough. But it was really fun watching that show again. It really was. It was funny, and it was well drawn. Some of the, because uh, I think that was like the first time Steven Spielberg like, was, was involved in a cartoon. Because so then he, he went, did that before he went, Animaniacs. Then he went to do Animaniacs. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize he, he did Tiny Toons. And he did Tiny Toons, and they they talked about Steven Spielberg a lot on that show. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's but the yeah, stuff it, I would it's never. A, got. It's on Hulu, and it's a great show, and that that could be a, f- a fun one to come back for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was it was a really interesting way, kind of like Muppet Babies, where it was taking a property mm. that was like. 
I mean, they're they're all for kids, right? But they right. were repurposing them to be for even younger younger kids, kids right? Because yeah. like the Muppet Show had so much star power that maybe like kids didn't really know who these people were. So Muppet right. Babies was like, it's just cute. Yeah. And so Tiny mm-hmm. Toons, I feel like. But Muppet Babies also had an edge. Like there was there was stuff. There was all like, that Coke use. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, no, I'm Coke laden that, diapers. That, that's something else. I mean, I, th- I think it was just called Jim Cola. Honestly, I, I don't think they could afford the brand. Oh, oh. Wait, what are you talking about? Anywho. But yeah, so uh, I think both of those are really are good examples of yeah? of shows Actually, like yeah, that. Yeah, another show, um, not not along the same lines as Muppet Babies, but you were saying how some things were like, kids watching it today won't know who, who they're talking about. Yeah. Right. And uh, Animaniacs did a lot of that, where it was like relevant stuff at the time, mm-hmm. and you go out and watch it now, because I believe it's on Netflix now. And yeah. a lot of the stuff it's, is, it's, it's, yeah, it's dated. It's definitely somewhere. Yeah, it, it's dated, but it's still funny. It's still Animaniacs, and that'd be a cool show to have come back. And would, yeah, more yeah. modern, you know, obviously references and whatnot, or just not really do pop culture stuff on as heavily as they did before. I know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have talked to a lot of people that are like in their forties and fifties that like Animaniacs was their only cartoon show that they watched and loved, and it was like they it, it resonated so much with an older audience but it was really fun and funny for kids too but it was like mostly very smart and witty and targeting like the people who kind of got the references yeah there's yeah, a lot I, of winking at the camera yeah tons yeah, yeah. of yeah. like you know you know wall breaking and everything well, like we'll, we'll see if dot has gotten over her thing for mel gibson at this point right yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> right exactly right. Like, there's so many references like that that would have to be altered but i think that would make it fun yeah, like they totally. would really, it would really be and fun co- to see them in like today's, you know, right. Hollywood. And of course, right. that could open the door for a comeback of Pink in the Brain. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I mean, for for sure, that that show really did a, a good job of 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 bringing in like a lot of culture where it was some of it was pop culture, like you said, and a lot of it was like, okay, yeah, there were movie stars. I mean, there were there were characters. Like, I remember the Michael Keaton Batman showing up. Yeah. You know, right. but there were also actors. Yeah. They would, they would have, you know, a lot of actors. And that kind of harkens back to the old Looney Tunes, because there were definitely episodes where, like, Humphrey Bogart was in it, or James Cagney, mm-hmm. or, you know, like, supposedly them anyway. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I remember the episode of Looney Tunes where, you know, uh, I think it's Elmer Fudd is trying to get Humphrey Bo- Bogart his, uh, his dinner. And he thinks that Humphrey Bogart's going to shoot him if he doesn't get his dinner out because he's just... That's because Humphrey Bogart was afraid Elmer Fudd was going to Bogart his dinner. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> Don't Bogart that dinner. Don't Bogart bogeys. Um, <laughs> just like you can't hassle the Hoff, you can't bogey the Gart. I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was interesting how they would do that. But then they would, they would bring in things from like just older like show tunes and like I remember there was a Pirates of Penzance episode and like all just just weird stuff that essentially is never in cartoons and they're just like digging up all this old culture and old like plays and movies and all sorts of stuff and music and just sort of bringing it to the forefront for a new generation and that was really great it really felt like there was a mission statement with Mm -hmm. uh, Animaniacs as funny as it was Um, and there was there was political stuff yeah, like yeah, if yeah. Animaniacs was on right now, I mean, there, there, I mean, Trump would be in a lot of episodes. Let's face it, probably yeah. right. There would be a whole season of Trump. There'd be a lot, a lot of Trump, but probably a lot less Hello Nurse. <laughs> probably, <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't think probably. there would be much. Yeah, unless yeah. Uh, much unless Trump nurse. delivered the Hello Nurse. I I like, it unless it was Trump doing it, then yeah. it's like, oh, that's a whole yeah. new level of cringe. <laughs> yeah. oh this is another God. dig at him. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I think shows <laughs> like this. That was terrible. Hello Nurse. I don't know, Steve. You do it. You know how to do it. No. 
Okay. <laughs> That's why he said, you know why he said no? Because it's actually that good. Um, so I agreed completely. There are, there are not enough shows that reference things in reverence in order to bring them to the attention of the viewer. A lot of times right. it's just meant to be a funny dig at something right. and that's it. But these were really like done out of love and you know respect for the actors and the source material and all right. this other like, stuff. We want the kids of today to know to about these up. things. So this exactly. is kind of like through a filter. Yep. Let's let's you know and it was very entertaining and, and kids did respond to it. It was a very popular show. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. So um, I'm I'm hoping to hear from Nintendo. Um, what? Nintendo, what's what's a show that you could think of that would maybe be really cool to come back? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I love Benjo. Snorks. Snorks, no. <laughs> no, actually, no. Did they deliver babies? I have no idea. Do, do they snorks? Did they yeah. deliver babies? Yeah. That, that's <laughs> where they, babies come from, the snork. No, no, <laughs> no, I think it's storks. That's storks. Oh, that's storks. shit. They, they, they give birth. You're to thinking of uh, wet nurse. Oh, that's uh, hello, wet nerds. <laughs> um, I remember back in the day, I used to love Punky Brewster. Really, Punky Brewster, like the cartoon of Punky Brewster. Not or just the, the show? no, just the, the show, like yeah. the live there action. Was show. There was there a cartoon. Yeah, because I, I, I felt like I, I saw the cartoon. Yeah, but oh, like briefly. Yeah, very briefly. Oh, I honestly don't remember the cartoon. Who played? Punky I remember Brewster. he had like she had like a a, a magical buddy. It was like this magical creature that could grant wishes, and they went on adventures. Vaguely, I remember this. Did they get the same yeah, actress to be cartoon <clears throat> punky? Soleil Moonfry. Soleil Moonfry. <laughs> Sounds so delicious. I would like an order of Soleil Moonfries, please. Soleil Moonfry. <laughs> With extra cheese curds Soleil and Moonfry is more particularly Soleil good today. Soleil Moonfry poutine. <laughs> Darn tootin I would Salem eat the shit out of that Have that oh along with my shabibin Shabibin <laughs> sandwich <laughs> ah, I'm so hungry <laughs> Shabibin Moufry is Soleil Moufry's son That's what she named him I did not step nearly shabibin. far enough Away from the mic when I screamed The longer so I, I do this French accent the worse <laughs> it gets This is how long he's going to do it for He's going to do it for the rest of this show <laughs> Um, well, okay. I won't put you on the spot anymore, Josef. But Thanks. I, I do. I do actually want to talk about uh, a couple of like quicker ones that I, I feel like we've we've all seen. So, The Legend of Zelda show, the original oh, right. Legend yeah. of Zelda that was show on uh, the Super Mario Brothers. But it was on like on Friday, Friday yeah, so morning, how, something so like Mario, that. Mario, how did that work? Was Mario on like during the weekdays, and then Zelda? Was yeah, just yeah. I think. Um, it was it was on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, and on Mondays through Thursdays it would be Super Mario Brothers cartoon. Okay. And then on Fridays it would just be Zelda. Because I I did really like um, Parasite Steve got me the the show on DVD one year and I went through the whole thing and I ended up really liking it. Like, yeah, I thought it, was it, really good. it was a really fun show, but also. Link was a total doofus. Of course. I well, mean, excuse me, princess. <laughs> excuse. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, right. that's the slogan you went with for the hero. Like, he's such a dipshit. Yeah, he, yeah, he really is. He, I think that's the perfect, perfect <laughs> thing to call Link in that show. Yeah. He was a dipshit. But wasn't he always, like, creeping her, creeping her for a kiss and shit like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, wicked oh, wicked bad. Yeah. yeah, he's always like, hey, princess, can I get a kiss? Dude, and she's Link like... Link was a thirsty boy. Doink. Yeah, just, like, yeah. flicks him. <laughs> right. It's, like, such a weird tone for that show to have. So, yeah. honestly, I, I do enjoy... 
the episodes of that show. It's fun, but man, is it flawed. And I would, I, I would love that show just to that show. have a new, new Legend of Zelda, you know, animated adventure show. I, I think it would right. be freaking awesome. Right. Give it a yeah, new direction. Awesome. New, new, nude? Nude. no, new nude. direction, not nude. Erection. Okay. Because okay, just real quick. Which could also be fun. <laughs> Speaking of new directions. Going to talk about Glee? <clears throat> back to Punky Brewster. Okay, uh, back okay. to Punk. She did have, uh, it was two seasons, and it ran from 85 to 86, and it did have a character called Glomer, voiced by Frank Welker, because, of, of course. course um, and he was a, a, quote, leprechaun gopher. <clears throat> okay. What? Well, and granted this. wishes, and they went on adventures, so... There you so go. So was he a leprechaun I, that went and got coffee for people and like sandwiches, like shabby bins? The other, bins? Think yeah. of the other kind of gopher. Oh. The other kind, the mm, animal sort. Oh, I the furry can't. woodland creature sort. Wow. Only, only, you know, uh, magic. Gopher magic. broke. Gopher snap. Maybe it was uh, so Once bad, again, you're, you're on the wrong gopher, but it's fine. <laughs> wow. Um, that's, that's a weird thing to do. Okay, I'm just going to shout one at you. Shout it. Dungeons and Dragons, boy. Yo, I had oh, that. Go. I'm so glad you said it, Boski. Oh, my God. Talk that to me. one of the ones. Talk to me. Oh, Barbarian? Man, I... Acrobat? <laughs> Whenever you do this, like, keep going. Keep going. I, I don't know the rest of them. <laughs> you call them. Cavalier. Yeah. Cavalier. Cavalier. You always do it, like, so over the top. Barbarian? Barbarian? Cavalier? Acrobat? Acrobat? It's like you're, like, you're, like, just screeching in like disbelief. Acrobat? Are you right. kidding me? Right, exactly. Cattle here? What the fuck? Like, you think that parties that have four bards are ridiculous. This one had a fucking acrobat. And I, you know, like, the, the, the wizard character was magician. He should have been wizard. No, he's, he does magic shows. He, he I mean, whips uh, bunnies uh, out of his hat. I mean, magician, I mean, he was pretty lame. What is it, Presto? Presto, yeah. I mean, it is funny how the word magician sort of morphed. Like, magician? it used to be cool. Like, you had arcade games like Magician Lord, and like, I don't know, Mage is usually mage, what you yes. hear, but yeah, Magician right. is like Lance Burton. And, yeah, that's true. Yeah, That's, exactly. That, yeah. Stage, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's a bullshit it's stage bullshit, act in but Las he had Vegas. actual magic. He just sucked at it. Right. No, it's I like It's different. I like Lance Burton. Um,. Yeah, totally. I think Dungeons and Dragons is a show that surprisingly would work very well today because, boy howdy, do I know way more people that play D and D now than I ever did growing up. I mean, I didn't grow up with the D and D show. I watched it later on, um, but it was a very good show, and I think mm -hmm. that the the tone of that show was kind of closer to what Zelda was going for without being so ridiculously like doofy. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that it had a good balance of comedy and sword and sorcery and you know great bad guys. And the bad guy wore a, wore a pleated skirt or something like that. Oh yeah. Dress. Super bad. Oh yeah. Avenger was a tranny the whole time. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. He was super progressive. <laughs> but yeah. I mean I, I think that there's a lot of people that would get into a Dungeons and Dragons show. Yeah, for um, sure. For sure. I mean, it was uh, it was a great show, well, and right it was mic. a nice twist on the whole stranger in a strange land thing. Because yeah. you had these kids that were taken from Earth that were in a strange land, but <clears throat> they were also like given new identities in that place. So it, right. you know, it's not just like you know Marty McFly going back in time for you know Back to the Future Three, and he's in his wrong clothes, and he's, it's like they were like, boom, they were they fit in that world now appearance wise and they had new totally. weapons and they were formidable they just had to sort of learn how to be their outward appearance basically yep and yep. it was fun and honestly that that show featured like had to be one of the first black female uh, lead characters 
Yeah, the, the, um, the acrobat, right? Yeah. The acrobat was. Diana? And what's what's funny is because of how lame the title of acrobat is, they did a decent job making her do cool stuff. I think that they were going for like Amazon, Amazon but totally. then they felt like that had yeah. a, a bit had of a, a different connotation yeah, to it. Right. Yeah, there's right. So they're like, oh, we'll just say acrobat. But you're right. The word is a bizarre choice, but. She yeah. was she was a you know she one was a great of the character. cast. She was great. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. were all they were Absolutely. all great. Right, right Who was the? There was a little annoying animal <clears throat> creature. The right? barbarian it had uh, Uni. Oh, Uni the oh my yeah. <coughs> also, <coughs> it, I mean that had to be Frank Welker. Oh, it I was. Mean, it, had, it, it was. <laughs> it had to be. But it's just like why. Can you suck less? <gasps> oh, it would have been fine if, if, if the voice wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> and like can you? I just I want to strangle you. Die. <laughs> yeah. Die soon. The kid, uh, all he cared God. about was that goddamn baby unicorn. Just Jesus. Baby uh, unicorn. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I have a handful of other ones, but uh, Boss Rush Mode, any ones that come to mind for uh, you? Oh, well, there's a, there's a cartoon show that I watched way, way, actually one of the first ones I remember. It was actually a series of shows. It was called Force 5. Ooh. And what this was, it was, it was, um, it premiered in, like, the late 80s, like, 80, 81. And every day of the, of the week, like, the school week, Monday through Friday, would have a different show. These shows included, uh, let's see if I can read my own handwriting, Gaikin, or Guy King. Oh, Guy King. Guy King. I know that one. Dangard Ace, Star Avengers, Grandizer, and Space Skateers. Those all are great portmanteaus, even though, actually, I think all of them were. Okay. And actually, Great Mazinger was supposed to be one of the shows, but apparently the deal fell through and they couldn't do it. And they oh, interesting. Space Cateers ended up taking that one's place. Hmm. Now, I don't remember which show was on which day, but the two that I kind of gravitated towards was um, Star Avengers and, uh, I believe, Grandizer. 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 And uh, actually, uh, Star Avengers was one of my first introductions to, like, multiple, like, like vehicles forming one giant robot. Okay. Because what they were, they were like like three planes basically. It was like a red one, a blue one, and a yellow one. The red one was the dragon, the blue one was called Arrow, and the yellow one was called Poseidon. And if they matched up in a way where the red plane was on top, it would form like the dragon robot. And if the blue one was on top, it would form the arrow robot, and the yellow one would form the Poseidon robot. They were all each super unique. That's really Super cool. different lo- looking with you know different like attributes and stuff. It was the dragon was like the leader, so he they transformed into him the most. Right. And you know it was like a giant robot that actually wielded an axe, which I thought was. I mean, I was six years old, so I didn't know a lot of weapon wielding robots. But it wasn't a yeah. sword. But even since then, it's like okay, well yeah, you see a lot of swords and all the stuff like missiles and lasers, but. Yeah, even even nowadays you don't see a lot of giant robots axes. wielding axes. That's, yeah. that's yeah. kind of neat. Yeah. Accurate. And uh, Arrow was very slim and slender, and like one of his hands was like a drill, another one like would open up and have like a missile inside it or something. And uh, Poseidon, as the name would suggest, he you know he could do underwater stuff, and yeah, I think he had tank treads for feet or something. He could he, do butt stuff. Probably. I've never asked. Yeah, I was. And it was I'm weird. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was the deal. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, did, I didn't dive that deep into it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, did mm-hmm. he have a trident? You did not have a trident. Mm. No, oh, that'd be cool. Uh, trident for um, butt stuff? For gum. For gum. <laughs> for gum. Um, let huh. me see here. Uh, do, do, do. Actually, was a, a lot of these head. shows, the reason why these shows came to TV, uh, Jim Terry produced a lot of these. Well, kind of was in charge of getting these onto American television, and it was only in limited um, I mean, markets like Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Texas. Small batch Virginia. broadcasting. Yeah. And uh, so it didn't have a huge, Weird. super far reach, but um, a lot of them had like... Uh, accompanying toy lines in like the late 70s called Shogun Warriors from Mattel which included uh, Dangard Ace Guy King 
Uh, let's see, uh, the three robots from Star, uh, Star Avengers. And it also included, like, that had nothing to do with the Force 5, uh, the Great Mazinger, uh, 17 robot, Combatra. Uh, I love Batra. <laughs> not, not just <laughs> this Batra. This is calm Oh, Batra. sorry. Batra. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, Dimos, uh, Lepardon, Raideen, and Raider. <laughs> it was like just slightly different Dude, I want to get a beer with Raideen. And believe it or not, they also had like a version of like Godzilla and Rodan in the toy line. Wow. That wow. That's random. Huh. So that's that's the Godzilla and the Rodan then. Yeah. Because those were the, the 70s releases that are worth like... Oh, like... So many hundreds. Oh my right. god, that's so cool! So well, many dozens. So many dozens of them. They're huge too. They're big and they're. I mean, they're wicked ugly, especially Godzilla. <laughs> um, I think he had like a flicking tongue, like a snake too. Oh, oh, that's like, not a I thing. I he vaguely does. remember that. Actually. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? He, he looked more like a monkey than Godzilla. Because uh, that was like the Godzilla toy that that first came out, and it was in the 70s. And then they had a, a Rodan that came out too, and he yeah. was huge. And I remember uh, shout out to Rubber Chicken Comics in in uh, Milford. Are they still in Milford? Bellingham. 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 They used to be in Milford, and they used to um, they used to actually have the Rodan. And uh, as a kid, I used to go in and like just drool over it. It was just hanging up, and it wasn't for sale. And they're like, "Hey, what the fuck? Get this drooly kid out of here!" <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's, what he, that's what they yeah. said. That's why I wasn't allowed back. Uh, before we—that's why you still thought I was in Milford, right? Yeah. right. Exactly. He's like, "I haven't been there in so long." Know. Before we move on, there was actually uh, we were at a concert recently, and there was a dude wearing a Guy King shirt. Yes, he was. Yeah, totally. And it was very, very surprising. And yeah. I was like, I saw that. And I'm like. Whoa, I I know what that is, but I don't know why I know what that is. And now that you're talking about it, I'm like, holy shit! Yep. It's it's like a Japanese old timey yep. anime thing that yep. was brought over here yep. for a little bit. That's so cool. Yeah, and all those shows like originated in Japan in like the mid to late seventies, and then they were brought to America for a couple of years in like eighty eighty one, and I think it had a separate run in like eighty three and eighty four. Huh. Um, but anyway, the the two that I kind of hooked uh, gravitated towards the Grandizer. Uh, I actually thought that like, the pilot. It was actually one of the like, coolest looking pilots like in an anime I've seen because he's actually like he's got like red and like kind of like dark blue and he just almost looks like a futuristic ninja. Cool. I, I just thought he was like so awesome looking and because <laughs> I, a lot of the shows like back then, especially Japanese shows like cartoon shows, they would all the crew members would wear white with like splashes of color, usually like red and blue and green and whatnot. And the girl would always wear pink, pink because she's course. the girl and she's right. just basically there to stroke the guy's ego. It's like, oh, you were so brave and la la la. <laughs> Thanks for saving Barf. the day. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> right. yeah, whatever. It's like right. Ugh. Well, whatever. We expect when I'm in a fight in space. Blah, what planet are you from? <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I thought he was super cool. That's kind of why I gravitated towards that particular show. And the Star Avengers one was like my first, like I said before, my first introduction to vehicles transforming into one yep. giant robot. So I thought that was just that just blew my six year old mind. Form bots. Yeah, form, form bots. <laughs> they were forming the shit out of each other. <laughs> So I, awesome. I, I, thought, I thought those were pretty fun shows. That's I, awesome. I, didn't, I didn't gravitate as much toward the other shows. I mean, they were okay. I mean, I liked Space Gateers the least. And Guy King was neat, but I just thought he looked kind of stupid with a face on his torso. So I, what, I wasn't really quite sure about what to make of that. And mm-hmm. I really, I, I like Dan Guard Ace, like the name of the show, but I didn't, don't remember watching too much of that show. So I don't know. Hmm. I want to go and back this, this show used him. to be on like really early in the morning, too, before I went to school. Probably like 5.30, 6 a.m. in the morning. Hmm. So it was. It was. I had to wake up like really early just to even catch it. So, it's so funny, what they like, should do is I've, either remake it or just re-air those shows because right. man, like nobody saw them. Yeah, right. Pretty crazy. much. Right. I mean, I've never heard of any of those shows. I would love to see them. That that sounds like super cool. I've I've heard of Grandizer, but I've never. I don't even know what he looks like. Like I, I've heard the name. Oh, the robot looks pretty cool. It's. I mean, I, it's kind of. It would be hard for me to describe him without actually seeing the picture in front mm-hmm. of me. But 
I can draw it for you real quick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, do that. That'll yeah. help the listening audience. Right. With using stick figures. And, right. Yeah. yeah just but yeah, just what it looks like. Okay, picture this stick as being like a, a badass robot. <laughs> and then this other stick is being like a big beefy shoulder. Yeah. But like not a square one, but it's kind of like kind of square, but like not not fully, you know, you know, just picture that. You know like a big beefy shoulder back there looks really good. <laughs> so, um I want to hear from Parasite Steven. Uh, on, well, on I it. got I got a few the first I'm going to ra- ra- ramble, no, rattle. 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 I'm going to rattle off one real quick and then I got a, a longer one. So, what I want to I would I would love cuz we're kind of like devolving into just mentioning old shows, but man, like I would love to see a proper reboot of this. Um, uh, This is a cartoon that didn't last that long. It was like from 87 to 88. I guess it had 65 episodes, but it was unlike pretty much anything else in the eighties because so many eighties things were like either, you know, barbarians or big robots or, you know, there was like a lot of flavors that kind of like started to, you know, actually really only a couple flavors I should say and they all started to like be one or the other or whatever but this was like this was like just its own thing out of freaking nowhere and it was made by the same company uh, Filmation that made He-Man and She-Ra RKO? Uh, no, no uh, Filmation Out of nowhere? Uh, no, uh, Filmation <laughs> and uh, it's a show called Brave Star with two R's at the end R's Pirates, uh, yes. right? No, it's uh, it's uh, Space Cowboys way before what? Firefly and uh, the main character is Marshall Bravestar, and he is a Native American character, which in and of itself is amazing. Yeah, Let's get some representation for the main hero of the show. It was great seeing Diana the Acrobat, you know, be included into the group. But, you know, the, the leader of Dungeons & Dragons group was a was blonde a white, white kid. Yeah, white bread guy. So, right. like, it was really nice to see. And plus, you know, Diana was the only one who wasn't Of course, know, right, yeah. But, you know, it's great. Like, Marshall Bravestar is fully Native American character. Um, he absolutely is drawn the way he should be. He's the correct, you know, skin tone. All this stuff. Really fun show in theory. Like, going back to it isn't really that fun. Like, it's kind of terrible. Oh, right. too bad. <clears throat> uh, the tone of it isn't really what it looks like it's going to be. It kind of looks like it's going to be more serious, which I think is true for He-Man and She-Ra as well, especially He-Man. I think She-Ra had, like, more colorful, you know, costumes, and maybe you kind of were thinking that, okay, this is going to be silly and goofy. But, but He-Man, like, I mean, yeah, there are some goofy costumes for sure, but the faces and everything are drawn very serious. And it doesn't look like the Snorks or something like that. You know, it's right. more serious looking. Brave Stars like that. You know, the drawings are quite good, um, but it's it's uncomfortably weird and cheesy, and and the comedy often just falls flat and and is just cringeworthy, and that's all. But actually, Would you Char- say dangerously cheesy. Yes, it was. It's like a, it's it's, it's much, much like a Cheeto in that way. Um, the voice cast uh, was Pat Fraley, Charlie Adler, our buddy. And um, I don't know some other people I, I, I do not know, but um, yeah, it just had one season. But it was a it was a great concept of this. You know, it was less Firefly and more like if Star Wars had a cowboy planet. Okay. Like because there was a lot more like pew pew and spaceships and all sorts of stuff like that. But there was also like robot horses and you know, you know prairie folk that needed help and you know a lot of Western sort of tropes. Um, like sci-fi technology applied to a Western yeah, world. Yeah, but there was a lot of, like, spaceships and, like, gunplay going on, too. So, you know, because it was a Wild West thing. So, you know, you, the characters had guns, but they shot lasers. So, I mean, it was a, 
it was a really, really cool idea. I wish to God somebody would say, all right, let's look at this at, at its, you know, component parts, see what was good there, what we could keep, what we could redo. And um, a lot of that sort of a treatment will go into what I'm going to mention next, which is the, uh, the Thundercats reboot from, I believe it was 2011? Yes. Uh, yeah. 2011 Thundercats 2011 reboot. 2011 Thundercats reboot. Was Amazing. It was amazing. It was, And yep. I think that that's what that show did. Um, they reinvented almost everything. They just kept the character names. They kept, you know, locations. They worked in what they could. But the original Thundercats show, while being a cherished, you know, favorite of my childhood, is also another one that's really tough to go back to and just watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it's I think rough. that they made it very watchable. And they created this big world. They were all about the world building, all about places that you could go to once and then refer to back later and people you'd meet along the way and then they would come out come back later and it really was this arcing thing the bummer was that um it aired on i believe cartoon network in 2011 it ran for 26 episodes and then that was it they canceled it and Plug pulled like it was yeah it literally right. stops like in the middle of the story and boy did it Friggin' set up some awesome shit. Oh my yeah. god. Right. Yeah, they were in the middle of doing like a big quest. And it really, really bums me out. I've watched the show three times from start to finish at this point, and it is honestly one of my favorite um cases of like this this what we're talking about. Like a show that was from back in the day, rebooted. Um This is and this is how to do it well. right. This unlike unlike right. Thundercats Roar in our in our opinion anyway the collective opinion of the show now, is to that be fair it's not out and we haven't watched it yeah. but i don't think any of us are gonna None because oh my on god the surface, no. it's not promising but yeah looking I, at it i feel like there's nothing there for me but it could still maybe have merit but god right. that's not what i want out of that's a thundercat show right, right, especially right. where the plug was pulled from the best possible timeline of yeah. a thundercat show and right. then it goes to that so it's just like oh I did, right. uh, that's not what i want right it just drives me nuts that the person who made that Thundercats Roar show was a huge fan of the 80s show and completely fucked it all up. It just it's it's the everlasting struggle of do you make this a show for a modern new audience or do you make it for an audience that loved what came before it? Right. So clearly this is let's just try to get new people entirely. Yeah. Let's go for the audience that's like ages 10 and below. Right. And people it's just, it's, you know, these, it's marketable. Those are the kids who are buying like toys and buying shirts and buying all this stuff. <clears throat> so it's like, I get it from a marketing standpoint, but yeah. it sucks being an old fan and having that be what happened to your one of your favorite right. franchises. Right, especially when, you know, the 2011 proved that you could do both. You could technically make it for new audiences and old audiences. Yeah. They didn't choose to make it this, you know, bombastic, crazy, wacky town, like Steven Universe show, but they... They, you know, they made it more modern. They mm -hmm. made it a lot, you know, it makes a lot more sense than the original. You know, I think that I think that that could have. I, I've talked to plenty of people who list that as a as a show that you know they were bummed still to this day that got canceled. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And so they, you know, for sure there were people who liked it, but I mean, I think this is why um, Young Justice got canceled originally. A lot of people say, well, it's the toy sales. You know, yep. people. Yeah. Essentially, from the beginning, cartoons the only the only reason they exist is to advertise for the toys. Sell toys. So right. you know you can sell toys. So I mean that that worked in the '80s so well, but I think it's just working less and less, especially in an, in a day when you know everybody's you know toys are less important than apps. 
right? So For sure. it's like, oh, well, are kids even concerned about buying the figures and playing with the vehicles and all that stuff? Or is that just going to a crowd that's older, like our age, that's sort of going looking back and we're already, we, we had that foundation. We love toys. So we're like, oh, look at the new ones. Oh, this is so cool. Right. And maybe we looked at those toys for that show and they weren't that good and nobody cared. And for Young Justice as well. And so they're like, oh, well, the toys aren't selling. Gotta, gotta can the show. Awesome. Well, guess right. what? The show was awesome. Exactly. Right. So in, in service I was digesting of, the show. Right. In service of, you know, the, the toys, cartoons are just, you know, a delivery mechanism, like a bagel for cream cheese. But it's not what we're into. And I do think it's surprising that toy sales are, are still such a driving force because, yeah, like you said, so many kids are more into apps. And really, I mean, the only kids who I see playing with toys are like five or under like you know once you hit six seven once once a parent gets the first you see? app i have friends with kids so i see ki- i see all the kids all the kids stop making it weird so it's just one of those things where you feel like there's maybe five good years of toy buying and then it just goes out the window it's all about as soon as you know someone gets a phone a t- ipad whatever it's it's not going to be as big of a draw. So it is very surprising to walk through a Target and see all the shows that have toys and stuff there. And it's like, you can still buy Transformers toys. Why are Transformers toys still being sold? Is it because there's a giant marketable show? No, it's just because people still love Transformers toys. Right. And it's like, it's that stuff is so legacy. It blows me away that like there are still large sections of toy aisles devoted to Transformers. It's like, what? Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of it's like the, the Bayformers and... Mm-hmm. And then like different like masterclass variants of yeah. like traditional designs and stuff. Right. So, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's, just, it's surprising to me. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. I, I kind of want to go back to the whole Brave Star thing. There was that one episode where it was really really serious and uh it was about like no drug addiction or whatever and i think i mentioned this in passing to you guys before but uh there was an episode where this kid got addicted to uh some drug i forget what it was called like speed or whatever and it's uh, called fast fast quick fasting quick or whatever it was um this kid that got addicted to, to this drug ends up dying and, wow. they, and they show his body and, and, and the, you, get, you get you get the reaction you get the reaction from this kid's mother and it, it's like so devastating it's like you get you hear like the the anguish and the the sadness in her voice and it's like it really guts you jesus christ and then, and then, That's like, very and then you know how you know like back in the day like the uh gli joe would have that that uh, before credits thing, the uh, the more you know type right, thing. Like Whatever, little, I like, forget what you, what you call that. Message kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. They did that, and and knowing is half the and battle. Knowing is half the battle. And while Me they're and doing Joe. that, they were they were having uh, the funeral for this kid. It's oh like this God. is what happens when you do drugs. Jesus Christ! It's like, it's like holy shit. Yeah, I, mean, I think they that was like really... one of the, the the only times where the show got like super serious. And, 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 you and, know, and that, that still stuck with me. And going back and watching that whole segment. And you segment, don't do drugs. No, and it's I don't because do drugs. of Brave Star. And I don't drink and I don't do drugs or whatever. And Thanks, Filmation. Ding. Right? Ding. Brrr, and going ding. back and watching that, it really strikes me hard. It's like, holy yeah. shit. Like they, I mean, that's, they did this in the 80s. Like, they don't do stuff like that now. I know. And it was, it was the era of winners don't use drugs, like, before every arcade game and everything like that. Like, they were really trying to hit home that, like, kids don't use drugs like this is super important right. and you know that is that is something that 
I think was in front of kids is cartoons and arcade games. So it, mm -hmm. you know, it was hopefully gonna gonna reach the right audience. But you know, way yeah. to go, way to go, Brave Star. Yeah, Brave, Brave Star, Star definitely did that today. You stuck with me to a serious, serious place um, for thirty years. I, uh, yeah, so I I have a, another like couple I want to mention. One a little longer, one a little shorter, and then I feel like unless anyone else has a super pressing thing. Oh, I do have a super pressing thing, but that actually presses things. So. Oh, it presses press, things. Press, press. That's right. So you know, before I tangent, let's relate because we talked about Thundercats, and I know Nintendo wanted to talk about related oh, yes. show. Yes, that I was, wanted uh, to bring up uh, Tiger Sharks. Yes, let's talk about that. Tiger Sharks. Yes. So this is this was a show where uh, you have these these five people. They're uh, they're on this planet called Water. Uh, Watero, Watero, or something like that. It's something. Watero, Watero, Watero. Yeah, thank you, thank you very but much. But first, it should be mentioned that Tiger Sharks was put out by the original company that made Thundercats, and they also right. made Silver Silverhawks. Right. And Thundercats, uh, Tiger Sharks was like the third one that they did. Right. And Hence, in, it being that, new, in that 2011 reboot. Right. They they made a little guest appearance. Yeah. There was one episode where, like, they went back in time to to show like the origins of, of uh, like Mumra and the Sword of Omens and stuff, and you actually saw that uh, on on the there were a bunch of monitors in the background, and one of on one of them had the bad guy from Tig from uh, Silverhawks Monstar. He was just like shown on the monitor, and then right. down below they were showing you that the Tiger Sharks they were mentioned, and that in this world they would have been just another race of Thundera. Because there was a lot of different animal. And it makes people. a lot of sense to right. do that. Yeah, but right. in in the old show, Nintendo's got that. Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. What you got, Nintendo? So well, th this show came out in '87, and uh, it involves a team of heroes that could transform into sharks and other marine animals, and resemble the series Thundercats and Silverhawks, as we mentioned mm. before. Uh, so this this series lasted for one season with 26 episodes, and. Uh, uh, the animation was provided by a specific animation corporation. I don't know if it was. It was the same people. Okay. I know. I don't remember the name of the, the yeah. company, but so uh, uh, so the drawings look very yeah, similar. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah. So they're like uh, I think did I say five heroes? Yeah, it was like five heroes, and uh, one turned into a a shark hybrid, a walrus hybrid, a dolphin hybrid, an octopus hybrid, which I think is pretty neat. Yeah, she was, she uh, was unofficial mascot. Design. Unofficial mascot. I think yeah, her she, name she, was Octavia. Instead of hair, she had uh, tentacles for hair. That's sick. Mm -hmm. I, I thought, think, I I think her really name was neat. Octavia. I'm in love with her. Uh, Octavia, yep. Uh, there was an orca hybrid, uh, a seahorse, and an angelfish. Mm. So, yeah, so they, the way how these people would, would mutate was they would go into this, this tank that was in their their ship mm -hmm. or whatever and they just went to their specific mutations and yeah, so it wasn't was really like they had, had powers to transform it was, it was right. technically technology yeah. and the purpose was they could then like breathe underwater right and, so I thought, I thought and do really shit cool. Do shit. Very cool. It in in interesting but that show. Would be, that would be another show that could have been a great revival to, uh, you know, a companion piece if that original Thun, you know, Thundercats reboot from 2011 kept going. Right. And then they eventually introduced the thun the uh, Tiger Sharks as part of the universe and then spun it off, reviving that show. Right. And call it, it be Tiger Shark Swim. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Shark Swim. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> Tiger Shark's Globe. No, Tiger Globe? Shark Swim Globe? is it would be the bad remake. Um. Yeah. It was, it's weird, you know, so Silverhawks and 
the original Thundercat show is on DVD, but you cannot buy Tiger Sharks anywhere. Which sucks. So crappy. Because that was like my favorite out of the three. That was your one, the one that you loved. Well, I remember I, way back in the day, like, you know, Baby Nintendo and Baby Parasite Steve when we were in like third grade, <laughs> we literally would play Tiger Sharks in, in like oh, yeah. the schoolyard because we were yep. the coolest, of, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, we were the only two playing Tiger no, Sharks. No, I mean, no, we no, asked everybody if they wanted to play with us and everybody just didn't. Who like, wants like, to be we're, we're not cool enough. Yeah, like, yeah, we're, yeah we're not worthy of your not, coolness, yeah. so, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we we loved that show. I remember we made up like our own guys and stuff, and I don't remember yep. what they were. But um, yeah, that was a, that was a really that was fun a show. Really I would fun show. love to see a Tiger Sharks remake. Oh yeah, that'd rad. Be, that'd be amazing. It would be so rad. It's just it's an alternate timeline that could have been. It's too bad. Yep. Such a um, shame. How, so how are we doing? So we've been we've been talking for a bit. I, I have a couple of quick ones. But you have a couple of quick ones. How, I have how, one more that is a little not quick, and then I'm done. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go through mine like kind of quickish. Um, Boss so, Rush, what, what you got? Ain't got anything else? I ain't got shit. All right, Boss Rush don't <laughs> got, got no ain't no shit. Ain't got none in no none shit. All right, so do ain't your quick ones and I'll end with mine. Sure, and, and that'll be it. Yeah. So uh, one of the shows that was on the Disney lineup I really loved was uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh uh, that, yeah, that yeah. show was so stinking fun. I caught yeah. it when it was on like syndication in like '94 or something. Uh, or actually, no, '98. I think it was later. But it was so so well done. And they took characters that had no development, no backstory. You didn't care about Chip and Dale from the old, you know, Disney cartoons. Who cares? They're just like the chipmunks. They don't even talk. So this show was so well thought out. Had um, had you know, like two and a half seasons, kind of from nine from eighty eight to ninety. It had two full seasons, and then the last season was a movie that was broken up into five episodes. Um, huh. But uh, interesting uh, fun fact is that the original pilot episode for Chippendale Rescue Rangers uh, aired on August 27th, which is my birthday. Happy uh, birthday to you. Pretty fun. But it was in 1988. And the episode was called <laughs> Catteries Not Included because it's funny. Because it's like robots and cats and batteries. And because puns. Because puns. Uh, but yeah, I think that Chippendale had a good format similar to Scooby-Doo. And Scooby-Doo has stood the test of time. I mean, that show has been remade and iterated on, you know, infinitely. A million times. That show has been years. terrible for decades. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing I loved most about Scooby-Doo was the Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island. Uh, that movie was bomb. Actually, there was a, there was a few pretty good movies there. but Yeah, Monster Inc. was awesome. That, was, yes, that, that was my favorite that, that iteration. Was good too. Uh, that was like the yeah, Transformers the, Prime. Right. <laughs> it's oh, like the right. only one of all of the right. remakes. It's like the that one I good at. remake. Yeah. And I mean, I did like some of the old ones, but it was it was a gumshoe show, you know, Chippendale. They were always solving mysteries, and it was really yeah. fun. Yeah. And I think that would totally, totally rock today. You know, yeah, there it, was it's, like it's, crime it's, bosses, mad scientists. Like, yeah, there was had a lot great, of stuff. Great, you know, ideas and bad see, guys. Yeah. And, and, you know, it had like two pretty damn good Nintendo games and frankly after having the reboot of DuckTales that video game be so much fun I would friggin love a new Chippendale Rescue Rangers because yeah. it was Rescue two players at once it was two players at once and there weren't enough games like that so Chippendale Rescue Rangers would be a huge well, is that the only comeback. one that was like that that those two players at the same time I of the feel Disney like ones? it was I would yeah. say yeah because yeah. none of the other ones I can think of at all no, but I love how, yeah. how the, the two characters could actually like playfully interact. Like you'd, you could oh, throw yeah. stuff at each other. Yeah, you could goof with each other yeah, and like yeah, pick yeah. each other, and throw they, the other one, like hide like, under boxes, a, throw a big box at like you know the other guy's head, and if it hit him, it wouldn't actually hurt him. It would just, but they would just stalk him. him. Yeah, and you could it was like just funny. you could ha- hold the box, have the other one stand on the box, and then throw it, and the guy and you would throw the person, and then they could jump afterwards. Like you could do fun stuff. 
Right. Uh, so yeah, Chippendale, whatever. Um, that was that was at least one of them. And then, uh, not to like you know, we've talked like a little bit about some animes, but uh, one of the anime that I think really would be fantastic to see more of is Pet Shop of Horrors. Um, mm-hmm. I think that show see it, more of see more. <laughs> Pet Shop of Horrors was a show about this uh, this weird, dark kind of magic pet shop and people would go there and they would they would basically tell the guy what they were looking for and he would sell them all variety of like weird mystical like pet thing like weird creatures and they were always you know like you know like a mermaid or a dragon or like some unicorn creature some mythical creature uh and the show was unfortunately very short-lived it right. was only what six, six episodes? episodes yeah or five i think it was four i thought is it six or four it, it was, was they're, so they're all short. on youtube though they yeah. are, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's such an old anime now that it's kind of just like public domain, kind of, mm-hmm. and no one's really selling it. But uh, yeah, if you don't know about Pet Shop of Horrors, it's definitely an interesting watch. Yeah, it's like a Twilight Zone sort of a thing. You yeah, know, right. they, all the yeah. characters sort of get what they're what's coming. They get to what's them coming the to them. It's kind of like a yeah. It's because they all they sign get their comeuppance. They do. Yes. They all sign this contract. They break the contract, and they get what's coming to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, uh, that's that's a show I think would be really great to see more of. If yeah. if Netflix picked that up, I'd be all over that like bees on pie. But just don't break the one rule he gives you. I, he gives you a rule. If you just don't stick your dick in the fish lady. Yeah, I mean yeah, the fish lady is super hot. But, but like it's don't, bitch. It's, do it's it. in the rules. I give you one rule. <laughs> don't fuck the fish lady. Don't fuck the fish lady. <laughs> don't fuck the fish lady. Don't feed the and rabbit don't daughter after midnight. It's a fucking gremlin. That's it. Anyway, sunlight. It's okay. You can get it wet, but all right. So Sven. All right. So for my final one, and for the final one, I guess of the segment, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a show that I don't know. I feel like this is a show that I don't understand why more people don't list when they talk about you know great reboots and great versions of shows. I don't know. I I may be alone on this. Uh, Retroids, you tell me. I don't know if you'll all agree or any of you will. But in my opinion, I I put this on the list. This was a big one for me, and it was the the fifth animated adaption of the X Men characters. The fifth, okay. So the other the other four we started with Pride of the X Men in the eighties, which was just uh, like a one off. Very proud. And then we had X Men the animated series, which is kind of like everybody's gold standard of of X Men shows. Which personally, I think is very overrated, and I I am not a fan of that show. Uh, X-Men Evolution, which was kind of like the, you know, much, much higher uh, production value. The animation was great, but it was more like the X-Men reimagined as like, you know, teenagers going to high school. And it really was different. I did like it, but it wasn't like the best X-Men adaptation, that's for sure. Um, And there was also, uh, I think this might have come after, I'm not sure. There is an anime X-Men. I know Nintendo actually has it. I haven't even seen. The I, I got. It for, I rented it from Netflix. Yeah. Oh, okay. You there was like three it. of them. There was like a Wolverine <clears throat> one and uh, Cyclops, right? Well, there is just a, uh, no. It's like like three three separate. Uh, there there are three separate ones, but there is one called X Men. X Men, yeah, specifically, oh, oh, oh. and that yeah. one does have like Cyclops and Beast yeah. and Wolverine and stuff. Uh, yeah. So the one that I like is the fifth, and that's called Wolverine and the X Men, and that ran for one season in two thousand nine. It had twenty six episodes. And I personally think it did an amazing job of uh, basically taking X-Men stuff, taking what you like about the X-Men, taking characters that you love, and, and bringing them all together in a new way and telling a story you haven't 
seen a million times before so it wasn't so beholden to all the stories of the comics like oh how are they gonna fuck up the, the phoenix saga this time or how are they gonna fuck up the days of future past this time or whatever you know it's like you know it it kind of just did its own thing and what was really great about it is it had uh this structure of it was very episodic at times and at other times it really did a good job of uh having of, of reminding you that there was an arc going on Episodic yeah. and organic. Not it a wasn't cyborg. a cyborg. It was actually Call a show Wolverine. called Wolverine and the X-Men. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, one of the main things that I think people complain about uh, with this show is that they're like, oh, of course, you know, it had to be Wolverine. He has to, you know, because they made him the leader. So, you know, oh, they're, they're shoving Wolverine down our throats. Too much Wolverine. Guess what? I will tell you right now, I've never been the biggest Wolverine fan from like even the time when I was a kid for that very reason. I was like always the one who was like sick of Wolverine, just like I'm a little sick of Batman, same sort of thing. It's like, you know, okay, let's see some other characters. Well, the show ironically called Wolverine and the freaking X-Men was the one of all the X-Men shows that actually let the background characters shine. I know that it sounds ridiculous that they would make Wolverine the leader, but the way that the, the story went was in the first like few minutes of the first episode um the x-mansion basically explodes and you know or basically out on the front on the front lawn and gene gray and professor x are gone they've disappeared nobody knows what happened to them nobody knows what happened it's just this explosive literally intro to the series and up to that point wolverine was never the leader he was just wolverine everything was x-men as you know business as usual and then it fast forwards a year and basically the world has kind of gone to crap and it turns out guess what we actually needed the x-men and so it becomes this like militant regime comes into the streets and all these uh all these 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 people the mrd uh, it's like the mutant registration department or i don't know whatever it is they call them marty's for for just to be cool the marty's um they were like you know rounding mutants up and yes there were sentinels and everything like that but um you know the X-Men had disbanded because Cyclops is so in love with Jean Grey and his and his uh, his his mentor just disappear. And they everybody felt like, OK, we can't have the X-Men without these people. Nobody wants to go forward. So we're just going to disband. And at this point, everybody has been disbanded for that year. And so it really kind of the catalyst of them getting back together is Beast finds Wolverine and the two of them kind of like go on like a little mission together and then beast sort of convinces them you know what we really got we got to get the band back together here and so it becomes like this thing where wolverine does not want to be the leader he's he says over and over he's like i am not this guy i was i was never this guy cyclops for all his flaws he was that guy you know professor x is that guy i'm not that guy and so it sort of is like you know there's a growth arc for him where he sort of learns to actually think about uh, things as a team and he's not just this you know explosive loose cannon and all this stuff so i don't know like i thought that he had a good arc but also like there were side characters like i said like so many shows and so many movies relegate all these great characters like colossus and nightcrawler and storm and and cyclops and all these characters that you know we know and they're there and and all the stuff but they just basically do nothing or they come in and they have like a scene and then they go away for like you know half an hour you know whatever and um 
Are you telling me I need to shut up? No, or are you just I'm, stretching? I'm, I'm just stretching. I couldn't, I couldn't tell if you were doing the sign that like you're going on too long or <laughs> no, just stretching. I'm just stretching. Yeah. All right. Either way, I'll try to wrap it up. But um, but like in this show, there were there was like. Uh, an episode where Gambit got to be the main character. There's an episode. Uh, my favorite one is my favorite character who I've mentioned before is Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler got like three or so episodes out of that 26 to kind of star in. And the first one that he was the lead role, Wolverine wasn't even in that episode. If he was, it was like two seconds at the beginning. But you you got to see what a lot of the X-Men who had disbanded were doing at the time. So they gave that episode, it was number six, it was called Excalibur, which is awesome, to, uh, to Nightcrawler. And you find out that he was actually going to Genosha, which was run by Magneto. And Magneto had been advertising it as a safe haven for, for mutants to come and, and be safe, whatever. And even though, you know, they had this history with Magneto, Nightcrawler was in this place where he's like, I, I don't know where else to go. So he was on this this ship and they were you know going to genosha and on the way so there are all these like normal mutants not heroes just like normal everyday mutant people and they're also going to genosha and then the ship gets attacked by freaking spiral like the girl six arms from mojo world all right and it's so out of nowhere but she wants to take all these these mutants and steal them for for mojo and she's gonna like literally just empty the 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 ship and so because Nightcrawler was on board, he stops her. So you got to finally see Nightcrawler be a friggin' swashbuckler. He finally, like, got to kick ass. And they actually, for the first time in the history of animated Nightcrawlers, gave me the Nightcrawler that I fell in love with, which is, you know, one who can actually fight and, and kick ass and be a total badass while being this nurturing, caring person. So he, like, down to the level where they did like the ultimate badass nightcrawler thing that he would never do but was like in the old age of apocalypse storyline where it's like he would teleport pieces of people off of them right. and in like in the age of apocalypse he like teleported deadpool's head off his shoulders and killed him and uh it, it's just like wow i i can't believe what i just saw it's i'd never even crossed my mind it's like yep you could use your power that way well in this episode they gave spiral supposed to have six arms um and she is part cyborg, but usually the arms look organic. Uh, here's Call really, her a here's cyclotron. really the, the, the cyclotron. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and in this I show, shot that wad too early. Yeah, you did. Uh, but it's okay. It was tasty. Um, so we had uh, we Gross. in this one. She has two organic arms and like four cyborg arms. So Nightcrawler teleported the cyborg arms off her body. So it's like you get the best of both worlds. You get like the badassness of teleporting limbs away, but it's not so gory. Because that that's the only right. time that show's ever let that happen, right? Is when it's like unacceptable. Oh, if we're fighting it's robots, robots right. it's cool to be as brutal as fuck. If right. we're fighting people, right. I, I'm just right. going to punch oh, you. It's, exactly. Pro protector exactly. for right. Europe. Exactly. The contra pro protector thing. Exactly. But anyway, right. it's, it was, you know, in my opinion, a really great show that had its ups and downs. Not every episode was great, but it had a great arc. At the end of it, you really felt like, okay, it all makes sense. Like the explosion all makes sense. It's not what you think. It's, it's really, really cool. It's interesting. There's a lot of different takes on the characters. They really got to shine. I was bummed. I felt like of all the characters who did not get a chance to shine, Storm really felt still like a background character, and I didn't understand that. I felt like of anybody, really, she should have had an episode or two or three. Um, I, was, I appreciate Nightcrawler, though. That was really great. Um, and then they end it, and, and then they give you a cliffhanger, where you're like, oh, we've, we've, you know, averted this dark timeline, only now it's actually a million times worse because now it's going to be the Age of Apocalypse. And they showed you for one second 
They showed you Apocalypse, and they showed you the Age of Apocalypse, uh, uh, Cyclops, where he had like the one eye and the like James Labrie hair, and and like you know Mister Sinister is over there, and and Didn't like Cyclops already only have one eye. No, no, he had two. He, <laughs> I, had, uh, he, he had one had, eye. His zone. name is Cyclops. <laughs> no, he literally had one eye because Wolverine like poked the other eye out. Ah. So, he, so the visor instead of being a visor, it looked like a, a negative, like a reversed eye patch, basically. So, like the the visor was like solid over that one eye, oh, okay. and he just had like like a red, like it's like a reverse eye patch. I don't know, <laughs> but anyway, that's that's how he looked, and and there was like it was the best cliffhanger. Ever and then it just got canceled. It's like, oh, you bastards! You bastards with the toy sales. So I don't know if if I could have uh, a show back. I don't know. It, it would for a lot of years. I would have said that one. I, I don't know if I, I would pick that now. But man, I, I really like that show, and it is on DVD. And if you've never seen it and you're an X Men fan, I definitely, I definitely like would say go check it out and have an open mind. It is it is different, but it has good reason to be different. It does feel more like a Elseworlds as opposed to they're fucking everything up by telling it wrong. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion, but Wolverine and the X-Men. Ta-da! Very cool. Very nice. cool. Yes. Uh, agree on all accounts. So, we've been talking for a little while. Uh, so, I think that we should move ahead into our Octoponder this section for the week. Uh, and that will be of all the shows that you have encountered that have actually gotten a reboot, what is one that you particularly enjoyed a lot? It doesn't even have to be your favorite. It's just one that you are really passionate about and think they did a great job with. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go for a break shortly, and we'll be back to answer that. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life, what are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's a me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm gonna strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. Alright, well here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebag. Bloodworks Victorium. The new album from Enchanted Exile. 11 pulse-pounding heavy metal tracks, including Embrace Oblivion, Cold Spell, On Widow's Hill, and I am the Void. Bloodworks Scriptorium, available now on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. So, go get it. You ready to do some thinking? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. 
All right, and we are back. So, Dr. Ponder, this question was, what is one cartoon revival slash reboot that you really enjoyed? Uh, and I will start this off with uh, the 2003 Astro Boy series. This was a remake of the 1963 show, uh, but previous to that, uh, in 2003, there was, before the 2003 version, there was one in the 80s. Um, so it was really quite a long time. Uh, before the show came out and I wasn't familiar with the character really that much other than I knew the name and I knew what he looked like but uh, I had I've talked about this Astro Boy show once before but I watched all of it when it was on Netflix for a brief period of time uh, there's 50 episodes and uh, I I gotta say this show has fantastic drawing great voice acting it is one of the last shows that I recall looking like it was hand-drawn uh, like classic 80s anime style but it came out in the 2000s which was really nice to see uh, yeah i i think that it is one of the the best reboots that i've seen and i can't recommend it enough uh honorable mention would have to go to batman beyond i mean it's technically it was only four years apart from the animated series but as far as like a reboot reimagining of a you know known quantity i batman beyond kicks ass that's that's all great to it yeah totally cool cool Never got to see that Astro Boy show, but I know you love it. Yeah, so I've, I've never, that? yeah, I've never watched any Astro Boy, but like, like you say, no, I know know who he is, mm-hmm. I know what he looks like, whatever, and I know there's a, a game for the GBA that was very. Like the, I heard one. it was really good too. A very yeah, good. It one. looked really cool. Is that the show that the GBA game is based on, Tim? Uh yeah, for the most part, yep. Interesting. Yeah, they came out around the same time. Nice. Who is who is the creator of Astro Boy? Uh, Izama Tezuka, I think. And that's the know. same guy who uh, designed one of uh, our collective favorite anime characters, Blackjack. Yes, the mm-hmm. surgeon with the hands of God. Yes, the yes. show is a the show is a big fan of the old Blackjack uh, OVA movies that came out in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yep. o- Osamu Tezuka. My bad. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, he's prolific, but Astro Boy was such an old property. Also, Kimba the, the White 60s. Lion, right? Yes. Uh, and many other things. Cyborg 009 and lots of other stuff, I think, too. Um, yeah. that That's my piece. Q. So who's up? Uh, boss Rush Mode, go. Oh, well, I would like to talk about Voltron, the legendary defender. Oh, yes. And to me, this is the gold standard of what a reboot should be because, let's face it, the vast majority of them are crap. And this one is not crap. It's not crap at all. I would. It's I the would, opposite of crap. I would recommend this more than it's oxygen. It's I would recommend this more than oxygen. But since you need oxygen to survive, I'd have to say, okay, keep breathing. But as you're breathing, watch the show. Fair that, that would point. be my recommendation. Now, it, it ran for eight seasons, but it's not like there was like a season every year. They kind of like every four to six months, they pump out a bunch of episodes. It started in June of 2016. Uh, the first two seasons had 13 episodes each. The third season had seven. The fourth and fifth had six. The sixth had seven. And the seventh and eighth episode, uh, seasons had 13 episodes, ending in December of 2018 for a grand total of 76 episodes. So there's a lot of, lot of good stuff in there. And it, it, so two and a half year span or so, they, they give you a whole bunch of good stuff. And, I mean, the character development, I think, is spectacular. I mean, they yeah. do justice to all, like, you know, the... Like the well, they, they do a lot of, you know, obviously, fan service mentioning stuff this this and that and they changed stuff too I mean they did change a good chunk of it but it made sense in the universe of the show and it was like really well done I mean I was just super happy with it I mean every time like a new season came out I was like I'd have to binge watch all like 6, 7, 13 episodes and so it's like oh I gotta, I gotta right. pretty much clear out a whole day yeah, because I know if, if I watch one I'm gonna watch them all so I, I just 
I totally love that show, and I highly recommend anyone who hasn't seen it to see it. And if you have seen it, watch it again. It really has Do like it. some of the best mechs. Yeah. Oh, ever. yeah, for sure. Right, yeah. totally. Like, it is not just Voltron. Holy crap. By the end of that show, oh, my God, you've seen so many different, and they're, they're all, like, you know, bigger and better and better and cooler, and oh, my God. Yeah. That show is amazing. Right. Yeah, I, I love how they, they changed the whole aspect of the lions, too. Like, the, the lions have to connect with the person who's driving right, who's going to pilot them, right. Right. So I the thought paladin. That, that, yeah, right. so I, I thought that was interesting. And, yeah. and, and, and both Lion and the Paladin grew as the series went on. Yeah. Like, they learned, like, like new abilities and all this stuff. And right. I thought, this, I thought it was really more, cool. Yeah, more, more, more in one depth with each other. Or her, her, the level yeah. of detail, like, it was so astounding sometimes to me, like, how they would, they would justify dumb things of the old show. Yeah. Chiefly for me is what I've always wondered with the old show is why the hell do two of the paladins match the color of their lion and the other three do not? What the hell is the deal with that? And that was just like a stylistic decision in the old show, right? Because, you know, Hunk was orange, his line was yellow. Okay, close enough. Pidge was green, his line was green, okay? And then nobody else matched their, their colors, but like they had the same color as somebody else's lion. Right, wasn't Keith like originally the black line, but he wore red or something like that? No, Keith was he always wore red, but piloted... The, the black, black line. Oh, yeah. And then Lance wore blue but piloted the red. And the prince the original pilot of the blue line was Sven. Uh, not Parasite Sven, but just regular plain old not everyday Sven of destruction. Sven. Right. And and he wore black and the and the blue and the line was blue. And then he died, quote unquote, and then yeah. the princess took over and she wore pink. So the pink was blue. It's like what? Yeah. She's the only excuse. Everybody else should match their line. It makes no sense. And in this one, they're like, like Joe was saying, oh, well, the lions were, they had to connect with their, their paladin, but they became finicky. So right. when they started out, they got their gear and like Lance was the pilot of the blue lion. He had right. blue. Yeah, blue. He wore yeah, blue. Yeah, blue. He yeah. started out as the pilot of the blue lion. And then the blue lion decided for whatever reason, he didn't like Lance anymore. So Lance couldn't get the blue line to turn on. And then, and then like, it turned out that the red line was calling to him, and then he became the pilot of the red line for the rest of the show, but he didn't change his outfit. The, the blue costume was just his costume. So it's like, okay, well, that's why then. Sure. Right. All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that they, makes they were, sense. You know, there were reasons for everybody else, too, but it was just so freaking cool that they even went down to that level. They're like, okay, we got to explain why they don't match. Yeah. Right. And at first I thought like, okay, they're just going to sweep that under the rug. They're like, we're just going to make the match. It's it, That's what we're going to do. It's like, okay, cool. That's fine. You don't need to explain that or do anything with that. But then later they made them switch and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> right. So but, funny. Yep. Total, totally fantastic show. So Get out there and watch it. I'm guilty of not having finished it. So I need Damn to do you. that. Ooh. Damn me. Rectify that. Yeah. That's it. Stop this right now and go watch I was about it. Five, well, I need to start over. Really. I was about five seasons behind, and uh, I was watching that with Dr. Matteo as well. And, and uh, you know, I, I was like, okay, I, I'm sick of being <laughs> – I want to finish this. I don't want to be five seasons behind. I don't want to never finish this. So we, like, did our best to get through it. And it still took, like, a few weeks but right. or maybe a month or so. But we did get through it all, and, nice. and yeah. uh, I'm so glad we did. Yeah, it, yeah. it ended – 
on, on a good note. Yeah, I, yeah, they, I did, mean, they ended perfectly. I think can't. so too. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a show I thought should have continued. Right. Yeah. It was perfect. They, they stopped. Perfectly. It has a gratifying, satisfying conclusion, yep. and yep. I'm I'm happy that. I mean, sure, I'd like more of that great stuff, but I mean, I'm fine that it's it, it's wrapped up. It ended you know properly, and that that's. That's right. What, that's yeah. it. That's knowing, right. knowing when to say enough is is a very knowing important when thing. to say when. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. All right. Because Ven didn't say his Ven, and that's why he got replaced by the princess. Chris is Ven. Okay, Nintendo. All right. So my pick is Transformers Prime, which aired. Prime. I know. Prime. Which which is a uh, CGI show, and it aired from November twenty ninth, two thousand ten, to July twenty sixth, two thousand thirteen. And uh, yeah, I just love this show so much. It, unfortunately, they don't show like as many uh, Autobots or Decepticons. It's like they just kept it. They kept both both parties short, um, down to like five each. And down the road, they did introduce like like a couple new characters, but they weren't in it as much as the main five characters. And uh, the one thing that I thought was gonna annoy me the most was having the three kids be in the show they, they, right because uh, kids are usually what has ruined what Transformers, Transformers shows in the past yeah but you know what they were not annoying at all um, I thought they were perfect they 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 were integral in, in the with uh, with the Autobots and helping them to defeat the the Decepticons and whatnot. so I thought yeah, they were really just cool. tacked on yeah and um they they changed some of the characters a little bit. You know, Wheeljack makes an appearance, and uh, he's not like the the brainiac like he was in the in the old show, but they made him like like a warrior, like he's a part of the, the brute some brute force or whatever I forget I, what it was called. But I, uh, I loved him so much, so good. He, he was, was so good, so badass. And it's like and, and he had a mouth which was fine. I was just no, I, I do like the fact that he t- his ears would glow when he talked in the old show, but I. Whatever. Yeah, they could have made him a little bit more similar to the old design, but it, he had the but colors. Whatever. Eh, whatever. whatever. Nobody he was, was awesome. that close. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he, he was awesome. Ultra Magnus was Nobody in it too. Nobody but Prime. But Prime. Yeah. It was such a good show. Unfortunately, no, uh, Bumblebee didn't talk as, you know, the newer Bumblebee because is. Bumblebee's just doomed just forever now. Doomed, because, doomed because, forever. Because Bumblebee <clears throat> Tuna. Yep. Bumblebee Tuna. So, so this show lasted for uh, three seasons. Um, the third season was short but they ended it with a movie which i wish to fucking god that they had done that with the 2011 thundercats reboot yeah just yes. give us give us a fucking movie and exactly. conclude the story exactly that would have been fine if they kickstarted right. that i would 100 percent yes fund it yeah or wolverine and the x-men give me a give me just a, just movie, a movie of age of apocalypse yes because you set it up you bastards right like just put it out on direct to DVD, whatever. Just give us, just finish the story. Right. Don't leave us hanging. Finish it off. So I thought the show ended perfectly. Uh, didn't need to drag it out any longer. Three scenes was was good. Awesome, awesome show. I highly recommend it. Nice, very cool. Very cool. All right, Parasite. That's a show I actually started and didn't finish, um, but I I enjoyed it a lot. Which is funny because you're the one that told me to watch it. And I had no interest whatsoever because I thought it didn't look yeah, very right. good. It looks but like Bayformers, but right. it's like, but, you know, well, it's, it's one of those things good. where, you know, the art direction just doesn't matter. The story was awesome. Right. And the, the character development was there. And, and it was a good looking show yeah. for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I mean, over time I, I, got, I got past that. See, that, that's how I felt about, like, Clone Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars. Like, I never really liked the look of it that much, but I, I got into it because 
it was a good show and it had right. good character, character yeah. development. Right. Yep. You know, same sort of thing. Like, I never loved the way it looked, but, you know, I thought Prime looked okay. And right. like you yeah. said, like, yeah, it, it it's fine. And uh, RC was one of the main characters, right? Yep. 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 She cool. was a... Uh, a bike instead of a car. Yeah, she was a motorcycle. She was, she was, motorcycle, yeah. she was badass. She was wicked, wicked badass. Cool. Yeah. They didn't make her white and pink. They made her like blue. She was like blue, and, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, something different. Now you're a typical pink because she's a girl. Well, Guess how sure, many right. episodes I saw this show? None. Guess again. Negative one? You were at the first time. It was zero. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to guess again. <laughs> I just like hearing your voice. Say more things. <laughs> oh, yes. All right, all right, so if you're all set, Nintendo. Oh yeah, I'm good. done. All Watch right, it. So I will. Uh, I will do my pick, and that is the 2003 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Show. Oh, yes. yes, one of my absolute favorites. Such as a well. badass show. So this show, um, as you know, a big fan. Again, collectively, there are certain properties that, collectively, the show, all of, all four of us, we just love. And we don't we don't always agree on stuff. We don't even always agree on Star Wars or, or Marvel or anything like that. But there are a few things that we really come together on. And Ninja Turtles is definitely one of those things. Oh yeah. And um, so this was a show that I think we all agree was our favorite iteration of the Turtles in a cartoon. Yep. Yep. So um, it started in uh, 2003. It actually ran for seven seasons, uh, ending in 2010. Now, I think that that includes Fast Forward, but I'm not yeah, sure. So. I'm not yeah. sure if they're counting that um, or not on I this. I don't. But, yeah, Fast Forward was, <laughs> when it was kind of like rebranded, yeah. and it was what kind of a bummer. Do. So, uh, you know, for, for us fans of the show, it was rebranded. Into, it was like more kiddie. So discounting that i'm just saying i don't know if that's part of this episode count or not but um i'm reading 155 episodes so holy shit that's i mean how many how many episodes could fast forward have had it was only on for one season so even right even if it was like 13 or 15 or something i don't know most of these are the good ones right right yeah or maybe all maybe they're not counting fast forward i'm really not sure i should have uh, looked into it more but anyway this was a really really cool mixture of looking back to the original comic source material way more than the old uh, 80s show ever did right and it was more adult while still being for kids but it was more adult and they actually got to fight they actually got to use their weapons they actually were ninjas they did stuff they you know they used their karate right. they they did all that their martial arts yeah they get to say what the shell i think that was from this yeah yeah, I mean, that's like, the show, yeah. that's like they're swearing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> totally. these turtles are edgy. It's their version of swearing. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It was, uh, you know, they, they just did a great job of making up their own stuff, too. There was a lot of storylines that were ripped right from the comics, like the original, like the Triceraton invasion. I couldn't believe when they did that. I think it was like season two or something. And the freaking Triceraton come to Earth. And then they end up going out into space and they get fugitoid. And it was all this stuff. And, you know, it wasn't exactly the same as the comics, but it was... It was very close, and it was a great adaptation. And I think a lot of that is because one of the uh, one of the creative, uh, I don't know if he was like a producer. I think he was a producer, um, but maybe not. But uh, Peter Laird was involved with the show. I know he was involved yeah. in some capacity. Um, so one of the original two creators, the other being Kevin Eastman, um, was involved with the show, and um, it was a great show. 
all the all the Ninja Turtles. You know, I don't like this new uh, this new thought that the Ninja Turtles should all look super different and like be different sizes and different heights. And like right. you know, even even you know the what's the new one that we don't like the look of? What's it called? Uh, Rise of the Team and Rise. Of the, yeah, Rise. Even that that's like extreme. But there are other ones that like the IDW comics where Donnie is like skinny and tall. It's like I don't, right. I don't, uh, I don't like that either. Uh, yeah. Just uh, make them the same. I uh, I hate it. I hate. It. I don't want them to look different like that at all. And in this one, it was just it was just perfect. Make their personalities speak for themselves. That's how you can tell them apart. And obviously, you know, if they have the different color bandanas. But anyway, awesome show. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Totally awesome. Badass, show. badass Shredder. I loved what they did did with Shredder. Yeah. I didn't know I was gonna like it at first. I, I will say that the moment on the of the show, I don't know if it was like season two or something, when like in the original comics, uh, I think I know you're my say. boy Leo cut yep. off Shredder's head. Bam. Yep. yep. I yeah. I was actually going to mention that. Too, Legitimately, yeah. like they shit my it. pants. Yeah. I could like, not believe holy I just shit. And then they're like, they oh, revealed. but it's a kid show. Yeah. So then Shredder gets up and picks up his head and walks away. And you're like, what? Yeah. 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 And it turned out he was a robot body being controlled by, by Utron. Utron. Yeah. yeah. Like, who was like the Krang of the old show or right, whatever. Right. But he was a, this Utron that was a Rokosaki. Yeah. Um, very, very different take. And I feel like even though it's so damn different, it, yep. it worked. I liked it. Yeah. I yeah. It, just, it, made, yeah. it made Shredder so formidable. He right. was this ancient alien. Yeah. yeah. And he had actually lived through feudal Japan because they were so long lived, this, these alien brain things. They crash landed into, like, you know, ancient Japan. So all of the aesthetics in the ninja crap was because of, because of that. That was his first experience on Earth. And. They've been here ever since. So I don't know. Yeah. That's all I have to it's say it's a shame that awesome a lot of show. people didn't like the show, yeah. but, you know, whatever. Fuck off. What em. the shell? I, I, I think I it's the best. It. Yeah, what the shell? Actually, you guys might be able to help me out this with this um this, this list uh, I've heard in the past that's shit, piss, cunt, fuck, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, and what the shell? Is that how it goes? Yes. I think, I think that's so. it. Yeah. Okay. I think that's I, it. I just want to make sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, no, that checks. The seven that things checks. you can't say on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right, what the shell being at the top of the list? What the shell? Just immediate, in, you know, inclusion. All righty. <laughs> so that'll do it for Octoponder this segment. Make sure that you send us your answers on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or email us or whatever you want to do. Um, but for right now, we're going to say goodbye to that segment, and we are going to go to something a little different. Hey, you like old games? Yeah, yeah, so do we. But the thing is, there are new games that actually play like they're old games, but they're new. Anyway, it's time to check one of those out. This is Retro Nouveau. Hey guys, how's it going? Parasite on the mic uh, with another edition of Retro Nouveau for you. And uh, I'm going to present another indie gem that I have recently played, and I think uh, maybe you should too. This game is called The Messenger, and you may have, may or may not have heard of this. It is kind of a, a big deal right now. And uh, it's developed by Sabotage Studio, published by Devolver Digital, and it was first released for Windows and for the Switch on August 30th, uh, 2018. Uh, no, August 30th. Did I say 30th? You said 30th. Th that's what I meant to say. I said the right thing. 2018. Good job. Thanks. Last <laughs> August 30th. And then it came out on the PS4 uh, this past March. Um, and I purchased it for the PS4, and uh, so I waited a little bit, but it is basically uh, 
it's it's a very interesting game that is well made. It's a sprite based one of these you know like retro sort of callback games. It's an action platformer in the va- in the basic vein of like a Ninja Gaiden or Ninja Gaiden if you prefer, and, and but only in the sense that really like you're a ninja and your main attack is a sword slash and you can jump on walls. So it feels like Ninja Gaiden. It kind of looks like Ninja Gaiden, whatever. Again, Gaiden if you prefer. Um, but like, I prefer. Uh, okay, I'll, just I'll, pick I'll do one. My I, I probably just won't say it anymore. Anyway, yeah, just I'll stop do my saying best it. Say it we'll be good. Um, unlike Gaiden, <clears throat> the Messenger features uh, lots of different stuff that sets it apart. Like, for instance, a shop where you can go and purchase character upgrades and new weaponry, weaponry and stuff like that. You can also go back to old levels. That's a, a thing that's totally not in Ninja Gaiden, and um, and stuff. So, I mean, it it. It's a it's an interesting game. It's a very solid game. And initially, the primary gimmick with the gameplay that sets it apart is this jumping mechanic called the called cloud stepping, which basically is a like more, in my opinion, more convoluted way of getting an extra jump while in the air. So instead of like a traditional double jump where you would just press the jump button twice, you have to jump once, which is, you know, the X button. And then you have to attack something, which is another button. And then you have to, then it sort of stores an extra jump for you. And you can jump one more time. And as long as you're still in the air, when you touch the ground, it, it goes away. So like, it's a little bit awkward and you sort of like get used to it pretty quick. But later in the game, when the jumps become a little bit tougher, I found it to be more annoying than fun but that's just me um but you know hey it's it's the basic mechanic that the game's like starts out with you get lots of other stuff like i said you can climb walls you can do you know you get a like a hook shot basically you can grapple onto wall surfaces and you can do like lots of stuff there's different weapons and it's 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 pretty fun for the most part another thing i'll, I'll say is this game uh <laughs> had this tendency um, of putting like a lot of bottomless pits under you. So a lot of the deaths, because they count your deaths, like just to like throw it in your face constantly. Um, a lot of my deaths were like pit deaths. So it's like, it's not even like, oh, but I had so much energy, but it doesn't matter. Like instant, ki- instant kill pit deaths. And a lot of that was like the awkward jumping mechanics. But you know, hey, you know, I know 8-bit didn't have as much trouble with it as I did. So, you know, you might be fine. Um, Gameplay is really well. Like I said, it's a solid game. It's made to look like an 8-bit NES game at first, but about halfway through the game, and this is the major gimmick that it has, is that it'll actually change time periods, and all of the graphics and all of the music will become will go from 8-bit to 16-bit. So all the graphics change, but it's the same level. So it's, you know, everything's in the kind of the same position, but there might be new pathways that opened up. And all the graphics, you know, the colors are, are much more vibrant. There's much more colors. And the sprite of the main character completely changes. He gets a little, like, a little Raiden hat. And uh, he looks pretty neat. And so at that point, you get to switch between, like, the past and the future. And, uh, you know, there are different ways to go through the levels and collect all the all the collectibles. And it kind of becomes a little bit of a collect-a-thon. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I would say that uh, it's a good game. It's a little awkward to control, in my opinion. 
Um, it starts out and it's uh, very progressive. So like level one, level two, level three, that's it. But later in the game, like I said, it does give you the option of revisiting old levels. And that's kind of neat. You can go back, you can find things that you missed. You can also play levels that you could only play in 8-bit, now in 16-bit, which is pretty cool. Um, I do think that they should have put a lot more effort into figuring out how to get around those old levels because you do sort of end up like unlocking this hub base sort of a thing and you can teleport to about half the levels. So it's annoying when you have to go to like level one, but you can only warp to level three and then backtrack to level one every or even two every single time you want to go to one or two. You don't go right to them. You go to level three. So it's bizarre that they did that and i found it to be very cumbersome and and you know kind of annoying after a while especially if you're searching for things because there's a lot of stuff that you know they're sending you on these like you know collectible trips and whatever find this or do that and you're kind of looking around for stuff so you know i i definitely wish that there was a better hub where they sort of let you go to every level that would be all that you'd really need to do that would be fine it's also um a very funny game so it seems it, like you, you watch the intro story and you're like, okay, this game is, is totally serious. And then very quickly you realize through dialogue that it's, it's very much just an, like an oddball comedy. Like it's very off the wall, um, very constant comedy. So if you're thinking that it's like dead serious and that's your flavor, it's like it's not. It's not serious even a little bit. But that doesn't mean that the story it tells isn't, good and isn't worth hearing and honestly there's a lot of story here uh there's a actually the shopkeeper you talk to and you can have these long conversations with the shopkeeper and a lot of them are pretty funny and he tells you these like fables and stuff and it's it's you know it's pretty cool if that's if that's your thing or you can just not talk to him and you don't have to worry about it but um very well made game i personally give the messenger eight out of ten time traveling tentacles and i was planning on like switching my my tentacles up every time last time it was also time traveling tentacles but i mean it just fits so well it just works it just works i mean there's time travel i mean next time it might not be but or, we got eight or, out of ten or maybe you gotta just keep it up i don't know i just i don't know maybe I, now i've put it out there and then in the ether so i don't know i don't know i've delivered uh, the message so you have you're know. the messenger huh. so anyway that's it the messenger nice if you like yeah. indie Ooh. games try it out Nice. Definitely try it out. It's not too expensive. I think it's maybe 20 bucks. It goes on sale frequently. And it's uh, it's definitely one of those games where it's tough. You got to you gotta learn the controls and everything. But it's a great time once you do. Um, very cool. So that pretty much right there will uh, wrap up this episode. Now, I don't know if we wanted to do any promos. We have some promos to do. Oh. I think that we could maybe fit them in here. I, ju I just want to shout out, as always, uh, Rough House Publishing. If you guys like horror comics and, uh, you know, black and white, really, like, edgy stuff, splatterpunk sort of stuff, please go to roughhousepublishing.com and check out. We are still doing a pre-buy for issue number two of Gore Shriek Resurrectus, which yours truly uh, has a story in because I am also a writer guy named Steve Ann Sampson. And you can find me in there and a lot of other awesome super talented people as well so roughhousepublishing.com you can pick up your copy of gore shriek number two for a mere ten dollars there's also a fifteen dollar tier there's two different covers that come with all sorts of crap like a cd and like a barf bag and it's just nuts it's nuts people. you're gonna need the bag you're gonna need it's gross it's medical really, grade and everything oh my god the medical grade it's, it's gross as fuck 
So yeah. So anyway, if you like hack. that kind of stuff, man, <laughs> we need you to go to roughhousepublishing.com and pick up a copy. Do it now. Yes. Or don't. Uh, well, supplies last. Complowy. All right, guys. Uh, so want to say thank you so much to all y'all retroids out there. Uh, again, if you have not already, please like us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and email us with questions, comments, concerns, octoponders, all of the above, all of the below. Uh, do it because we love you and we want to hear from you and it makes us all happy to keep doing this. It makes it worth, you know, sitting here in a hot billion degree room recording on this crazy summer day when we should be outside swimming but we love you so this is for you so yeah, god damn it email us. it is like a thousand and one degrees in the studio today i have swamp ass this is for you you have this, swamp face this swamp face and ass is for you so love it <laughs> but can't sign off yet uh our podcast is part of the inebriart podcast network so please also check out our sister shows like the old colony cast bar talk and of course inebriart Sorry, inebriart. I kind of mumbled through that. Uh, as Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones. You sounded inebriarted. I know. I feel inebriarted. It's my swamp face. Uh, yeah, so for more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit inebri, that's I-N-E-B-R-I-A-R-T, inebriart.com. I have been your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and I shall see you next time.